Hey folks, welcome to Drunk Gossip and welcome to Politalk. Producer Will here, as you can tell, leading things off in a bit of an unusual setup for us. Today's episode, you see, is an upfront episode, which means that Ed has a whole collection of the freshest and funkiest entertainment and celebrity scandals for you to feast your ears on. I'll be turning things over to him in a few short minutes. But first, it's time for an update on that most bemusing band of blockheads that write the laws for all the rest of us, by which I mean Congress. First off, I'd like to give myself credit for completely calling the Republican plan with their infrastructure proposal a couple weeks ago. I predicted that they were going to try to make themselves seem reasonable with an offer that looked bigger than it actually was, and then blame Democrats when the negotiations fell apart. As of press time, that plan was proceeding pretty much on schedule. Earlier this week, after Biden made a counteroffer to their plan that knocked $600 billion off his original $2.5 trillion proposal, the Republicans who originally sponsored their version of an infrastructure bill said that the two parties appear to have drifted even further apart and that the chance of them reaching a deal was now lower than it was before, despite Biden making concessions. If that response seems a little bit half-assed, it's probably because most of the caucus's energy has gone towards infighting these past few weeks. As you may recall, earlier this year, Representative Liz Cheney faced an effort to oust her from her position in the Republican leadership for her attempts to counteract Trump's lies about the 2020 election and for her criticisms of colleagues who backed the former president's outrageous claims. She held on to her post with a comfortable majority at the time, but things have changed in the party since then. As Trump has continued in his efforts to paint the 2020 election as fraudulent, more and more Republican representatives have rallied behind him. Liz Cheney has kept up calls to distance the party from the former president, to repudiate the big lie, and to assemble a commission investigating the events of January 6th. The prevalent spin of January 6th in the House and Senate among Republicans is that it wasn't an insurrection, but rather just a bunch of tourists visiting the Capitol, tourists with real concerns. And the majority of the party's leadership now strongly opposes any attempts to investigate the riot or punish members who supported it. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy have both come out against Democratic calls for an investigation. And over the course of the last month, he became more and more supportive of efforts by his caucus to remove Cheney from her seat, efforts which eventually culminated in her losing a second vote for the leadership position and being replaced by hardline right-winger Elise Stefanik. Cheney also faces a primary challenge in her own state, although given that her challenger, Anthony Bouchard, recently had a major scandal of his own break, while he was 18, he got a 14-year-old girl pregnant and married her. She later divorced him and committed suicide. It's unclear whether or not she'll actually be replaced. Despite political pushback, neither Cheney nor her allies have given up the fight. Cheney has not dropped out of the race to represent her state, 
and other Republicans from what I'll call the Lincoln Project faction have been vocal in their criticism of the effort to remove her and critical of McCarthy's handling of the incident. Representative Adam Kinzinger of Illinois has been especially sharp in his criticism of both Trump and McCarthy. Rumors suggest he's planning to challenge McCarthy for leadership of the party if McCarthy continues down his current path. Our sources in Washington say the fight is about long-term political power as much as it is about moral principle. In the 2020 election, most down-ballot Republican candidates outperformed Trump significantly. And when the election was seen as a referendum on Trump rather than on policy, as it was in Georgia, the perception among many strategists is that Trump was more likely to lose. Republicans in Cheney and Kinzinger's camp fear that if McCarthy and the hardline faction are allowed to set the agenda and tone for Republican House members for the next two years, they'll end up causing a repeat of the 2020 election and handing Democrats continued control of the House despite Republican advantages in redistricting. As a personal comment, I am glad that they're making a fight of it. A lot of the people in Cheney's faction are fairly far to the right themselves, and I can't say I agree with them on a lot of their policies. But I respect that they're being reasonable about the fact that they lost the election. And given that a significant faction of their party seems determined to overturn an election they didn't like, or at least lay the grounds to do that in the future, I feel like it's time people actually got rewarded for upholding their oaths and punished for breaking them. But that is just a personal comment. Anyway, that is the current state of the Republican Party. At least the parts of them that aren't even getting into the really crazy audit nonsense, which we'll be covering in the next episode once we have more info on it. Seriously, nobody knows what's going on in that damn audit down in Arizona. Not even the people who originally hired the auditors. But that's enough of me giving you anxiety about politics. Now I'm going to turn it over to Ed so that he can give you anxiety about celebrities' personal lives. He'll be coming up right now. Hey guys, it's me, Will finally let me do some more politics. Uh, this was after much, much uh, screaming and, and, and all that, <laughs> mostly on my part. <laughs> so, let us talk about, let us talk about... Uh, the insurrection commission uh, that uh, the Democrats have long wanted to put together, long being relative in this case, um, ever since the January 6th insurrection on the Capitol, uh, they have wanted to look into it and find out what happened, what went wrong. Besides Donald Trump whipping up his MAGA crowd into a frenzy over a lie that he was being treated very unfairly because he lost the election. <clears throat> now, uh, some of the targets um, that have already been investigated or are being investigated include Trump himself. Uh, Trump is allegedly uh, whipped the crowd into a frenzy, but more than that, he also invited the insurrectionist to join um, to join uh, this protest and then encourage them 
to take violent matter or violent measures rather to sway Congress to reject legitimately cast uh, ballots and to reject uh, states that he felt should have gone to him, including Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona. All states that he won in the 2016 election uh, by very, very slim margins, slimmer than what Joe Biden beat him with, uh, with the exception of Georgia. Once, once there was a crowd, uh, Donald Trump Jr. and Rudy Giuliani continued to stoke the anger of the MAGA crowd. Uh, with Rudy going as far as to say, sometimes you have to fight. Now, of course, the right, uh, once that leaked and they realized how bad this sounds, the right went to work on framing it as Antifa, which, by the way, Antifa is not a group. It's an ideology. And we should all be Antifa. I'm going to say that one more time. We should all be Antifa. Okay. Glad we're all on the same page on that. Uh, and and Black Lives Matter. Uh, surprisingly, <clears throat> there were no Black Lives Matter people there. Uh, I know. It's shocking. Uh, they also put together a montage of Democrats uh, saying the word fight. Uh, usually vastly out of context. But such is the rights way of doing things. So, um, the Blue Lives Matter crowd suddenly don't think that Blue Lives Matter as long as Republicans stay in power. Because once the commission was announced, uh, Mitch McConnell, Senate Minority Leader, Oh, I love saying that. Uh, Senate Minority Mitch McConnell uh, first of all blasted Trump for whipping this crowd into a frenzy and for leading the country to the point where residents felt that it was okay to try to stop the constitutional duty of both houses of Congress up to and including Mike Pence signing off. But once impeachment came around, McConnell lost the backbone and slithered back into his shell and voted to acquit Donald Trump because, according to him, you cannot convict a former president this despite the fact that he literally pushed off holding Trump's impeachment trial until after he was out of office. Almost as if this was his plan all along. 
he didn't think that um, two Democrats were going to win in Georgia. To be fair, no one did. But once that happened, he lost the protection of being Senate Majority Leader and could no longer decide what comes to the floor and what doesn't. All he could do was negotiate. So while all this was happening, there was a bipartisan panel working on what would be fair to happen. Um, what would be fair on a, a 9-11 style commission. And they were making great progress. And um, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy actually seemed to be on board with this. Uh, and it was so... Uh, he was so okay with it that he talked about it publicly and said that we should do something like this as long as it was fair and balanced. So the two sides met, drafted the legislation, and then suddenly, after a visit to Mar-a-Lago, McCarthy suddenly changed his mind and did not want this. And to further drive home the point that Trump is the one wanting this to be let go. On his new blog, uh, I guess if you can call it a blog, it's something. I think he thinks it's Twitter. (laughs) Uh, But in, in one of his blog posts, Mr. Trump slammed the notion of a commission to investigate what happened, and instead pleaded with his base to get whipped up into another frenzy and convince Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell to back off and not throw their support behind this. Being the spineless twits that they are, both men withdrew their support. Now, much hand-wringing has been done about how the bill is in peril. It passed the House, and uh, 35 Republicans joined all of the Democrats in passing it. Once it hit the Senate floor, a filibuster was promised, and Republicans are trying to seize on the opportunity to pretend like they still have the majority And have promised to rewrite the legislation without the help of any Democrats. That's not going to fly. And they've already been told this. And the bill that was presented to them will likely get uh, a vote, even with the filibuster. And it's adding fuel to another fire of the Democrats using their 51 vote to remove the filibuster rule to allow them to push through more of their agenda. Mitch McConnell keeps whining and pleading for the filibuster to stay, saying it's safe for democracy. Except for when the Democrats want to use it. It's only safe for democracy when Republicans want it. 
just like the commission. And there are many, many, many people out there saying, why wouldn't we want this investigated? The truth of the matter is, it all comes down to the 2022 midterm elections. Republicans are very concerned that they have rallied around Donald Trump and boasted him as their leader and their shining star. But if this commission determines that uh, Trump and his cronies were behind or involved with causing the insurrection, that would put their chances of winning, winning back the House and or Senate, in peril, and in fact, could lose them seats. Now, this is something that has long been uh, said, and uh, quite a few people on the right are trying to uh, turn this into more of a, a witch hunt. Despite the fact that nearly every American watched the insurrection happen live on their screens, uh, you have some dumbasses saying, oh, it was just like a normal tourist day if you didn't know it was January 6th. And it was just a few agitators. A few agitators are not going to build gallows to hang longmakers. A few agitators are not going to chant to hang former Vice President Mike Pence. And in a funny little twist to this whole thing, Greg Pence, Mike Pence's brother, voted to shoot down the commission legislation despite the fact that his brother's life was in peril. Almost as if the only thing that matters is him staying in power. Which is what the Republicans all it's all the Republicans care about, right? Alright, my Rachel Maddow moment is over. <laughs> I'll be right back. And I am back. So, I want y'all to know, I had to fight for this story. I literally had to fight Will to do this story. This is not a Caitlyn Jenner type thing. We were both anxious and wanting to... To, to do this, um, and it literally came down to who got to it, and I won, or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, there are some stories that Will and I both really like and we want to do, and uh, others, like the Caitlyn Jenner story and her atrocious run for governor, that we don't. <laughs> um... But luckily, this is more in my wheelhouse, even though it is also in Will's uh, wheelhouse, and he would have done a fabulous job with it. <laughs> um, anyways, it's it's not a laughing matter. We are going to talk about Matt Gates. Uh, as everyone knows by now, Matt Gates is under investigation for sex trafficking and having sex with a minor. 
And he did a really weird interview with Tucker Carlson where he tried to actually bring Tucker Carlson in on this. Uh, where apparently Tucker and his wife and Matt and his girl of the moment all had dinner, but Tucker Carlson was like, I don't remember this happening. (laughs) And when Tucker Carlson's not defending you and you're a Republican, but you in trouble, okay? You are in trouble. Um, Not to mention that Matt Gates consistently referred to himself in the third person. Which is just weird when anyone does it. I know. I've done it. (laughs) Um, But the investigation has continued. The heat has been turned up on him. With his former wingman and best friend, Joe Greenberg, agreeing to... Uh, what Sonny Hostin of The View calls a sweetheart deal. Even though he's um, there's still six charges that he's pleading guilty to and is looking to serve about 20 years in prison, uh, it could have been far, far worse. Uh, he was actually facing 33 felony counts. Uh, so, the fact that uh, the feds... Uh, when Solini on him says that he has some very good stuff. And indeed, there has already been some fruit born from this deal. Like the fact that Matt Gates paid these women via uh, Cash App and Venmo Yes, he left literal receipts, people. He left receipts. Like, how dumb do you have to be to leave receipts for a crime? I don't get it. I really don't. The the belief here is that um, Gates may not be uh, the highest ranking official that Uh, they're reaching for and they're trying to turn up the heat on him to get him to crack, confess, leave Congress uh, but also flip on someone else. Now uh, there are there are multiple people who they could be aiming for and speculation at this point uh, is very uh, murmured Uh, there's not much in the way of um, of leaks or anything coming out of this investigation, at least as in terms of if they are trying to find someone higher up on the chain and who that person would be. But when it comes to uh, finalizing Matt Gates's career, they are going all in. And this is not a democratic witch hunt as he is trying to spin it. In fact, the Democrats are not the ones who launched this investigation. This was launched under Donald Trump's Department of Justice. And then going a little bit further, the alleged blackmail. um, For those of you who don't remember, uh, when Matt Gates first broke the story that he was under investigation, he claimed that 
someone was trying to blackmail his father to uh, help a prisoner of war in Afghanistan, I believe it was. Um, that turned out not to be true. Uh, or at least, um, at least there was, uh, a, a different slice of the investigation and, um, only, uh, mixed, uh, both investigations, uh, because of, uh, Matt Gates uh, coming out publicly and saying it. But here's where things get a little bit more dense for the Florida congressman. A former aide and ex-girlfriend of his is also said to be cooperating with the feds. And with her, they are looking at a trip to the Bahamas. Who went, who paid, and how was this paid for? Allegations have arisen that he misappropriated campaign funds to take this trip. And as such um, would be in a whole lot of trouble with that as well. Matt Gates is continuing to deny that he had he has done anything wrong, despite the fact that there the evidence is piling up at every turn. He has sworn that his enemies are trying to take him down. And that they are scared of him because he doesn't follow the rules. Well, clearly you don't follow the rules, sir. Otherwise, you wouldn't be under investigation. Let's get that right. Like, that just seems completely obvious. But there's... There's also a a component of this where I don't know that he's necessarily um, I don't know that he's necessarily um, putting everything into consideration. Uh, What I'm looking at is uh, with the midterms coming up his seat is up for re-election. And there, he had hoped, once upon a time, to take his career further, possibly even being President of the United States. As this scandal has ballooned into a massive criminal investigation, much like his buddy Donald Trump's investigations have ballooned into uh, something more of a mafia uh, mafia shakedown, it is very unlikely that Matt Gates will even be able to finish his term, let alone let alone continue to run for office. He has been on the he has been on the on a rally tour with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is in trouble herself. <laughs> Um, touting that he he is all in for Donald Trump and that 
everyone is just trying to bring him down and he is a victim. Much like the poor women that he slept with. Or the women who he showed naked pictures of to his buddies in Congress on the House floor. He is a disgusting, vile human being who believes that he's going to ascend higher when his career is essentially over at this point. And this is not cancel culture. This is consequences for your actions. And that's going to do it for me and for us for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening as always. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.